Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Hi, very good morning. Thanks for strapping the shoulder pads on with me today. The Broncos should bring Ben Hunt home. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Let's rip in and get into this. I reckon he is the missing piece of the puzzle at Red Hill. You and I both know that he is fed up with the Dragons. I'll get you my thoughts in just a moment, but I, I welcome yours this morning. Uh, Dragons, top of mind, how they treated Anthony Griffin, how they're treating the players, how they're treating that club. The front office, the board, it's an absolute mess, and they are the only ones to blame. If Ben Hunt was to walk out the door once out, where should he go? I say Brisbane. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Coming up, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of an origin selection meeting. Who's got the most say? Who's got the most sway? We'll be doing that with a man who did it for 30 times across the best part of a decade for Queensland. Mal Meninga after 10. If you've got questions for Mal... 13, 13, 55, ring them uh, through, text them. We'll get it uh, and take them to the big fella uh, after 10 o'clock today. Speaking of origin, I'm continually amazed at how New South Wales just don't get it. They say they do. They believe they do, but they don't. And I'm about to play you case in point. I wanted to get to this yesterday, but uh, obviously with the breaking news around the Dragons and uh, Anthony Griffin, uh, didn't have time. The Johns boys, this has been getting a lot of coverage across all media since it went down last Friday. If you haven't heard the whole thing, here it is. Slater's close to the best coach in the game. Yeah. Now, like you watch. Full stop. I'll say close to the best in the game, full stop. You just know the how he, how he explains, how he coaches, the intricacies, knows the big picture. The players absolutely love him. Queensland. Queensland know straight away now exactly how they're going to play and who they need to pick to make that happen. Don't you they're reckon, so decisive. The New South Wales don't know how they're going to play? No. Right. No. We'll see. Well, yeah. yeah we'll like see. the last two. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Man, I'm, I'm sick of you rapping Queensland. That's some. Well, because, you know, because they, they've just been better. They've had lesser, well, lesser sides. They've had drifts. Oh. And they've just been better. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. It's been on the score. Look at the scoreboard. Well, you're just talking about their best team. It's their best team ever. They've been together for two or three years. It's not their best team ever, though. You just said that. No, no. I said they've been a better team. So their spine of Ponga, Munster, DCE, Harry Grant isn't that good. No, Throw I in did Papali, See, you're Tino. going from one extreme to the other. Whatever. You're going one extreme to the other. Well, let's see It's not you the go. best side they've ever had. Put your maroon jersey on. You should have some at home. Well, I would. Don't, yeah, don't well, you... I do because I, I, they're, they're easier to admire. What? Yes. <laughs> mate. Just because you played four games and lost four doesn't mean you're <laughs> shit bad. You well, mate, you don't need to be a baker to know bread tastes good. Yeah. Right, huh? <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh, it was a good chat. Uh, Maddie and Andrew Johns uh, on Morning Glory here last Friday. But to me, that just goes to prove the point that they don't get it. I'm glad Maddie Johns admires Queensland, but I don't want him to admire Queensland. I don't admire New South Wales. I don't care how good they are. Never, ever will I admire New South Wales. You know why? 
I'm a Queenslander. See? Andrew Johns gets it. I love the passion Andrew Johns shows. I love the fact that he's hurt, he's gutted, he is breaking down still after last year's loss. That's what Origin's about. Andrew Johns gets it. I don't know too many others that do. If you're a New South Welshman and gets it, ring me, phone me, 13 13 55. Prove that you do get State of Origin because what I'm hearing right there, they don't. If you admire the opposition, you don't get it. State of Origin is made against mate, state against state, and hate, hate, hate. That's what it's about. I'll take you behind Blue's enemies. Brett Kamali coming up. Noddy, I wonder if he gets it. See if he hates. He should too. Uh, look, the other developing league story today around town is the Brisbane Tigers uh, out there at Langlands Park. Is it called Langlands Park now? Uh, Cooparoo. They are announcing their bid to become the 18th NRL team. What? Huh? Um, we know they were in the running, or at least put a bid up for to become the 17th team. It was it the Firehawks? It was out there. Um, but then it became a battle between... Two out of the Western Corridor, Ipswich and the Dolphins. We know how that ended. But um, I didn't really know the NRL were looking for submissions. But maybe that's the point. Maybe they're trying to get a head start. I, I want to get a handle on this. I want to find out uh, who, why, where and when. Uh, and most importantly, uh, is, are they jumping the gun or are they getting a head start on everyone else? Because, yeah, it does need to be 18 teams. It needs to be an even comp. That will happen. But is now the time to be looking at it? Don't know. We'll get the idea and get the rundown from the Tigers before midday today. We're going to be talking Ashes as well. Michael Kaspervich, the man who saved Test cricket single-handedly. What? Yeah, we'll find out how he did that. And I'll be also talking to the Reds workhorse who could have been playing Q Clash this weekend. Instead, he's playing the Blues at Suncorp Friday night. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. Yeah, 10 minutes past nine this Wednesday morning. A left field here, but if I were the Broncos, I'd be picking up the phone to Ben Hunt. After the demise of Anthony Griffin yesterday, I know that he is ripe for the picking. Yeah, he's been here for a couple of years now. We're building in a direction I believe is the right direction. And I think if you, you know, you, you take away your coach, you get bringing your coach in, then it's just going to start that whole cycle again. And... To be honest, I probably don't have the time to start it all again. I'm getting to the back end now and I'm not really keen on starting fresh. Yeah, that was a month ago. Ben Hunt a month ago, before Anthony Griffin got the bullet, he was in the chamber, but it was a fairly clear message to the Dragon hierarchy. Don't know if I can do this starting again. Ben Hunt is not happy with the Dragons. Ben Hunt has another two years to go on his contract, 2025, lucrative contract as well. If I'm the Broncos, I'm picking up the phone. They should pounce. And, and, and you know that the hooker has been their Achilles heel for some time. So should they do this? 13-13-55. Should the Broncos chase Ben Hunt? Corey Pakes, Billy Walters, they have been solid, better than I thought. They're making great inroads and doing a Good job. But are they the pairing that can take Brisbane to the next level? Blake Moser, I know, is coming up. He's got a massive rap on him, one of the best number nine prospects in the country. But but when? It's not this year. Could it be the next? Probably not. 
But the person who can take them to the next level and take them quickly is the Australian and Queensland dummy half, Ben Hunt. Of course, he would need to ask for a release from the Dragons. But I think we're just reading between the lines of what he said a month ago, that that is easily on the cards. Those close to Ben Hunt know that he is unhappy. And what we're hearing, that that interview, that grab that we just heard from Ben Hunt, times that by 20 of un, how unhappy Ben Hunt is. And not just Ben Hunt as well. Yesterday, oh, I'm hearing reports that Jack Bird was filthy on the decision to let Anthony Griffin go. So much so, he jumped in his car and drove out himself. He was irate. But back to the Dragons of Ben Hunt and Ben Hunt's future. Should the Broncos look at picking him up. There would need to be a transfer fee involved. We know that. But that's part of the beauty of this for Brisbane. They wouldn't be paying full freight for him. They wouldn't be paying the seven figures that he is getting right now. I don't know be partial of that. Heels brought up the idea before of why would the Dragons pay? Well, if you've got a player there who's unhappy and doesn't want to play for you, the best thing to do is to move them on. Do it as quick as possible because that will just cause disharmony. And what are you going to do? You're going to be paying Ben Hunt a million plus a year and what, stick him in reserve grade? Or he just has an injury? I know that's not Ben Hunt. I know he would not do that. That's not him. But if you've got an unhappy camper in the camp, you try and move them on, don't you? And this is all to do with what's happened in the last 24 hours. Well, actually, the last 24 weeks, really, hasn't it? Where the Saints turned sinners. If I'm Ben Hunt, I'd be getting the hell out of Dodge too. The Red V, I reckon they're more like the Cherry V, the Cherry Venture. Remember that old shipwreck on the north shore of Noosa? Yeah, well, the Dragon's culture is more eroded than the hull of the Cherry Venture ever was, and that's not the coach's fault. Anthony Griffin is old school. He's a tough nut. He's hard. He's disciplined. That's the Anthony Griffin I remember. And do you remember he sacked Dane Gagai from the Broncos? over something that seemed very, very minor at the time. It was a couple of indiscretions at the time, and he put his foot down. Dan Gagai gone. But Anthony Griffin was neutered by the Dragons. He was powerless. Why? Oh, because the front office. They would undermine him the whole way. Little things, which were really big things. Like just last week. Ben Hunt had an official function put on by the club to celebrate his 300th. We know there were Broncos players there, and Kevy Walters even made the trip down the M1. They were having a camp on the Gold Coast. All invited, turned up. But no one from the Dragons' front office was there to celebrate a 300th, the massive achievement in this game. What else have the Dragons not done? Well, they didn't enforce their players to turn up to club presentation night. Right there... Alarm bells should be ringing. How does the bulk of your squad, the majority of your squad, not turn up for presentation night? What else did they do? Oh, that's right. They made Hook a dead man walking by asking him to reapply for his job. So Democles Swords is hanging over his head the whole time. This season was always going to be a write-off. What's the saying? Either sack him or back him. And they didn't do either. Well, they did yesterday. They finally pulled the trigger. After what, the best part of a third of the season coming up to half the season's gone. But then you have a look at what happened during the Charity Shield. Remember that out at Mudgee and players were fighting each other after the game as well. So is that Hook's fault? Should he have been tougher? Maybe you think it is. But 
I remember him as being a hard taskmaster, a tough nut. He wouldn't have standed for that. He wouldn't have stood for that, I should say. Not the hook that I remember. Not the hook that I know. And the culture at the club, or lack of it, well, it was there well before he arrived. Remember the COVID barbecue? Well, that was before Anthony Griffin's time. That's when the writing was on the wall and probably long before that at the Dragons. Uh, a Dragons, well, could you say legend? He started his career there before really turning it on coming to Brisbane. Gordon Tallis, he had plenty to say about the front office last night on NRL 360. There's an old saying, right? Winning starts in the front office. They haven't won in the front office. I do feel sorry for the players, but you have to win, right? So mm. they so they have to be accountable for not winning games of footy. At the beginning of the year, I go back to Ben Hunt and saying, can you please support us? And then they're changing their name. They put the coach on notice then. And they got no one to replace him. The thing what I think is, if I'm going to get rid of a coach, you've got to have someone waiting in the wings to come in, Absolutely. don't you? Absolutely. So what if Jason Rowell says no? I reckon they got... That's the, what's going to happen. They got the stench of the Warriors from years ago when it was a coach's graveyard, right? So Hook got sacked. Did Paul McGregor, one of their legends, get sacked? Was Steve Price? Mm. What's well, that's three in a row. So why would you want to go... Seriously, why would you I, want to go coach that? I spoke that? to right, Paul If McGregor you're a young guy and they don't give you five <laughs> years to go and fix the roster, get all those young kids... So St George need to get out of we won 11 in a row, right? And I played at that club and it's famous and it's powerful. And Illawarra, they keep on saying they got all the young juniors. I think they've won under 10, you know, out of Harold Matthews' SG ball or flag finals. So there's a problem in their development. There's a problem with their talent coming through the club and the Dragons keep on hanging on what they did Mm. like 11 in a row. Mm. That's gone. Gordon Tallis, forthright last night. Five-year contract should be offered to Jason Riles. Whoa. Remember the last five-year contract? What was the one? Oh, that's right. Anthony Seabold. How did that work out? I actually agree with Gordy. If you're going to do a job right and turn the ship around, it does take time. It can't happen overnight. Maybe it does need a five-year contract. If I'm the front office of the Dragons... I am giving Jason Rolls five years and whatever he wants to get it done, be it recruitment, be it bringing his own staff in, because right now there is a stench around the Dragons and it's been there for some time. Gordy's nailed it. The Dragons are a powerhouse club. Members, fans. I've been getting texts off them already this morning before I got on air. I know you're passionate. I know there's plenty out there. They are a massive crowd puller for any other opposition team playing. Dragons fans, what would you do? I'd be giving Jason Rolls a five-year contract, but I'd be capping a payout if it doesn't work out at one and a half million. Jeez, that would be a nice golden handshake, wouldn't it? You failed at the job, but you still get one and a half million. But that's a good thing, right? Wouldn't it be to give him the five years to do that? It's what the Broncos wanted to do with Anthony Seabold, but... Obviously, there were issues and other outside forces there. Five-year contract for Jason Riles. Five-year contract for any coach. Would that work? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. But let's go back to Benny Hunt. If you're Ben Hunt watching this unfold, do you stick around? He was Anthony Griffin's biggest ally there. Hook coached him to a premiership as part of that Broncos under-20s team. That group that came through, your, your Alex Glenn's, your Matt Gillett, um... Gerald Yogi, Culloch, Hunt. And then look how the Dragons treated Anthony Griffin, the captain's biggest ally. So that's why the Broncos should reach out, make a call, see where his head's at. What have they got to lose? 
My ingredients for winning a premiership. Pretty simple stuff. You need an international front rower and three of the four spine need to be rep players. Right now, the Broncos don't have that. Reese Walsh, you can put in the class of being a rep player. He's knocking on the door. He was picked for Queensland a couple of years ago, but still hasn't played. Adam Reynolds, ticking all the boxes. Ezra Mam, not there yet. Billy Walters, Corey Pakes, no. So they're falling down in one of the major ingredients to win a premiership. Are they going great guns this year? Yeah, they are. Favourable draw. Injuries have been kind to them. Let's see what happens during origin. He would be the missing piece of the premiership puzzle for Brisbane. Plenty of money there too. Flegler, Farnworth, off to the Dolphins. They freed up the cash. He could be the missing link, don't you think? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. The dummy half. They're the player that touches the ball the most. Pretty important part. I reckon the Broncos should make a play for Ben Hunt. Let's get the hashtag going. Bring Ben home. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, let me see. Let's go to, oh, I've got a selection here. Good stuff. Uh, Razor, good morning to you. Morning, Ben. How good's this, Ben? Born a young child of eight, I couldn't get a word in. Now I'm live on your show. What a way to go! <laughs> hey, uh, of course, same thing when I married me, Jobby White too. Still can't get a word in. Hey, Ben, Ben, Ben Hunt needs to suck this up for the next four weeks. We've got an Origin series. We need to win to shut those New South Wales people up. Now that's right? fair. He still needs to play his best football. However, there's a lot of Broncos supporters out there that are wishing Ben Hunt had only played 299 and three-quarter games from their last grand final appearance. It's going to be very hard for Ben to come back to the Broncos. I can tell you that right now. They don't forgive. They're still blaming him for losing that grand final. So there's not many clubs that he can go to and play the number seven top-ranked clubs. They're all full. They've all got good number seven. Mm. Is he a better number seven or is he a better number nine? Because we know yeah, he can, we know he can replace, do both. He's not going to replace Harry Grant at the Storm. He's not going to replace no. Appy at the Tigers. No. He's not going to replace the Nine at Penrith. You know, he's certainly not going to replace Nathan Cleary. Um, look, in, at, we lose bosses every day of the week in this country. People go to work. They got, they got great bosses. They get the sack. Unfortunately, Ben just needs to uh, play football for the next three to four weeks. Get over this Origin series and consider his future. I think at the Dragons, but Origin's a must. Very sound advice, Razor. Appreciate the call. 13-13-55. Sound advice. Ben Hunt does need to really bury this, shelve it, compartmentalise it for Origin. He's got a big series coming up. But then what happens to his future? That's got to be the next call, I believe. And it should be Brisbane. Razor made a really good point there. Broncos fans, are you still holding on to 2015? Do you blame Ben Hunt for losing that grand final? Ooh, we've just opened that door. Who wants to walk through it? 13, 13, 55. 23 minutes past nine. And the perfect song that sums up State of Orange for me, Brothers in Arms. It wasn't so much so for the Johns Brothers on Friday, was it? Maddie and Andrew getting stuck into it about State of Origin. I'm glad that Maddie does admire 
the Maroons. But that's not what Origin is all about, is it? No, we've got to have the hate. We've got to boil down to the nuts and bolts of this. I'd rather, Andrew, the fact that he does hate Queensland. He's got that gut-churning feeling after a loss, like you and I do, right? The day after State of Origin, if we haven't won the game, it's not a good day to wake up in Queensland. 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, coming up to 10 o'clock as well. We're going to peer behind the curtain of selecting an origin team, something that Mal has done on 30 occasions for this state. And we know what happened when he was doing it. A dynasty was born. But what about New South Wales? That's right. What are the Blues going to do? Well, let's find out from a man who's been there and done it all before for New South Wales. Ten origins wearing the sky blue. Um, a very good morning to Brett Kamali. Noddy, morning to you. Do, you. do you get State of Origin, mate? Do I get it? I love it. I can't wait for it to be um, to be played. Obviously, for SEN, I get to go to uh, Game 1 in Adelaide and I'll commentate Game 2 and Game 3. Uh, obviously, SEN have three different calls. But, um, yeah, so I look forward to going to Adelaide Game 1. Um, New South Wales had the opportunity to win Adelaide Game 1 a number of years ago and... and somehow lost the unlosable game <laughs> and then obviously we go to try and win it in some Suncorp and we were very unsuccessful on that occasion so I love it I think it's the best competition that our game has uh, it creates the most drama as you said about selections it's mm. fast, brutal um, so I'm looking forward to that and obviously you know I'm also will be attending Origin 1 at Combank for the ladies this year as well so you know, I obviously have a fair interest now in what's happening with the ladies program by being the West Tigers, um, NRW coach. Yeah, that's June 1, isn't it? So it's the day after Origin 1 for the men's the in after, Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Brett, I'm going to ask you again, mate, but do you get State of Origin? I know what you've just said is everything is true, rings true, but do, do you get it? And the reason I'm asking you this is we've heard the blow-up between the Johns boys on Friday. I think Andrew Johns gets it. Joey gets it. That that hurt, that 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 feeling of... That, that twisting in the gut when you lose a state of origin. Yet Matty said he admired Queensland. That's not getting state of origin, I think. You can't admire the opposition. You've got to hate the opposition, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Not he's gone. I didn't offend him that much, did I? <laughs> Does he get state of origin? Uh, hang on. Was it this time last week that Telstra had the big meltdown? Yeah. Should we try the phones again to make sure that that's not happening? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, th- well, actually, I was going to put a call out to the phone calls, but if the phones aren't working or we've got an issue, that's not going to happen. 13, 13, 50, actually, text. That's the best way to do it. 0467 736 736. Uh, let me see. We've got Noddy back on the line. Hello, mate. Are you there? I'm there. Sorry, gentlemen. For some reason, my phone kept saying no sim. But I didn't know. I also didn't want to answer your question. <laughs> I didn't want to have to say that you know that is being, in a way, very funny in respect to Queensland and worked with Melbourne for a little while with some of their players. I, I, as you said, I hate the fact that we we lose. I hate the fact that we sometimes um, get criticised that we're not a state that that is as passionate as Queensland. I think all those things are absolute bullshit. Um, but I think what Queensland do effectively probably better than New South Wales is they take their teams to some regional areas for some camps. Um, and, you know, whether they have more passion or not, I don't believe. I think everyone's passionate. But I think, you know, for us, it's, 
New South Wales, you go and sit on the beach at Coogee and um, not sort of soak up some of that Queensland, or not Queensland, the country-ish atmosphere or regional town. So I, I've got 11 players that I have to pick for game one. I've got potentially 12 on, and the 12th player is Tom Trevojevic. He's got no idea whether he's fit, 100% fit, whether he can play, but if he's able to play, he gets picked because of how great he is in Origin Arena. All right. Well, on that, Noddy, how fit does he have to be? Is an 80%, a 60% Tom Trevojevic okay to play Origin, or do you need him 100% tickety-boo? I need him 100%. I think Origin is such a brutal competition that if you go in with your confidence down a little bit, your fitness a little bit underdone, um, your lack of belief, if you're coming out of a side that's going pretty poor, it's very hard to turn that around and come into an Origin arena and feel great because... It can scar your origin. It can it can find your weakness. It can challenge you. Um, you know, so I think he needs to be 100%. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm happy to pick 11. I've got 11 that I think need to make origin one. And the players that Freddie puts in and around those 11 uh, is up to him on, on who's going well, who has done jobs in the past, and, and who's healthy and fit, you know, because it's just, what are they, eight days roughly in camp? Hmm. <laughs> Don't tell me it's going to be one of those days. Is it, do you reckon the bloke at Telstra is a New South Welshman or a Queenslander just saying we've got to cut this out? Mm. Um, we will persist with Noddy, but he's got 11. I'm, I'm intrigued now to see who is 11 or 12. Well, we're going to put Turbo Tom down for that. Who would he go into battle with? 13, 13, 55. Let's see. Uh, there we go. Third time's a charm, mate. Now, let's, before we lose you again, who, who are you, yeah. who, who's your 11? You know you need 13 to play, right? At, at all times. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. but I'm, I, these are the 11 I think are a must for New South Wales. I've got Teddy, Brian Toto. I can't believe he's been left out of a lot of sides of late. Uh, run meters are super important. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Cam Murray, Liam Martin, Junior Paulo, and I pick two dummy halves. I pick Appy and Damien Cook. And probably the biggest uh, shock is I think Nico Hines has got to play State of Origin in 2023. Off the bench or is he running on? I think he starts. I think it goes back to the old days where you just pick the best players that are in superior form and are match winners and, and put them into a football side. So uh, Jerome Luai, great last week. Penrith combinations. Um, the success of Penrith the last few years has allowed Freddie to go and pick a lot of those players. Uh, I, I just think, you know, Gallian medalist, Cronulla were poor at the start of the year, going absolutely great. He's a genuine kicker, gives two kick options for, for Queensland to have to defend. Uh, I think Queensland do a wonderful job on Nathan Cleary, uh, especially Christian Walsh putting pressure on him from marker. Uh, so two kick options will make us better. So, um, you know, I, I think it just goes back to pick the best footy players and, and see if they can get the job done. What's it like... Brett, coming into a team, and, and you mentioned you've only got eight days to prepare, and those days are full. There's sponsors' commitments, there's team bonding, and, and that's a big thing to get to know some of the – like you may not have met a player that you're playing with. So you, you get possibly four at the best training sessions. How hard is that to come in, say if Nico Hines does get picked and, and hasn't played with some of these players before? How hard is that to, to gel, to get combinations, to feel comfortable? Yeah, well, I think Nico. I think as we've seen, he left the Melbourne Storm system. Uh, was was a looked like having talent down there. Comes back to Cronulla, becomes a star of the Sharks. Goes and invests himself in life coaches and, and mental coaches, and 
um, goes over and sees Dan Carter because he wants to become the best kicker and goal kicker in the competition. So I think he works on everything that he can individually. And I think, you know, the players, they all know each other in some regards. It's just a matter of issues and accommodations and the style of football that Freddie wants to play. Mm. It's unlike club football where it's real, you know, there's a, there's a style that you play like in club football. Everyone's got a sort of a DNA that they work on from November. And that's, that's their style, how they attack and defend. It's too fast, Origin. It, it, it literally helps a skelter. Um, you can think you've got control. All of a sudden, you drop the ball and back on the troll line for seven minutes. And when you get it back again, you, your lungs are burned. And then you've got to try and see who's there to put their hand up. Which, you know, we hear people talk about those Origin moments. And the Origin moments are created by people who are super fit, super competitive, premium players. Um, and I think the best players in our competition um, are the ones that are the best players in state of origin. That's This is the deciding test for a player. Is he, is he a great player? Yeah, he is when he can handle state of origin. How long did it take you to feel comfortable with the players around you? Oh, I thought my you know, first series when I come in was 2000, you know, on the back of winning a winning a, a grand final at the end of 99, playing for Australia at the end of 99, coming to 2000. I was super confident with the style of footy we were playing in Melbourne. Um, I had good people around me. Obviously, Brad Fittler was my 5'8 captain. Jeff Tooby was there. Tim Brasher was my fullback. Um, you know, Wayne Pearce was, was a coach, and it was my first time in the, in the camp. And as you said, it was just an exciting time and, and, and have a bit of bonding and, and play, you know, Joey off the bench. So, I think we just, that was sort of where I think I get my belief from is you just pick the best footy players and just put them on a park together and they can solve a lot of the problems out there because the coach is not on the field. The coach can prepare you and get you ready and have you focus and tell you what your jobs are, but the, the coach, the job of the coach is the people who finish it and kick off. Then it's up to the people on the field who can come up with the players and, you know. So I think that's where my thought process comes from about this. Get a style, get a DNA, get. get come together really close and they go there and, and, and can we leave you? Mm. <laughs> we were going so well. So there was only one other thing I wanted to ask. Actually, it was probably two from that 2000 series. Was he responsible for the hand grenade? Did he have anything to do with that with Brian Fletcher throwing it? But also uh, Christian Welsh. He mentioned about Christian Welsh had a dummy half, one of the best exponents of putting pressure on. Hmm. Um, what's the time? What I'm going to do, quick break. I'll see if we can get Noddy again, see how that line is. Otherwise, we just may set and reset and forget. Uh, but he made some very interesting points, and I love the fact he had Christian Welsh in as part of that team for Queensland. See how he just dropped that in there, that pressure from Christian Welsh out of dummy half? Hmm. 13, 13, 55, 736, 736. Quick break, reset, back with more in a sec. Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. They're 12 away from 10. Mal Meninga coming up after 10 o'clock. We'll peer behind the curtain of an Origin selection meeting. I'll get him to take us inside the Inner Sanctum. His take as well on... uh, Anthony Griffin and the Dragons and Ben Hunt. What should he... uh, You know what? I reckon the Titans have picked up the phone to Ben Hunt. I reckon that's already happened. I wonder if Mal was on the end of that. Uh, 13, 13, 55. One of those days on the phones. Look, some breaking news coming out of the Raiders. They have re-signed uh, Albert Hoppawati and Jordan Rampenar. Uh, new deals with the club. Uh, Hoppawati signed for two seasons, so he's going to be there until the end of 2025. Uh, Rampenar has signed a one-year extension 
uh, taking him into next year as well. So the Raiders, the Green Machine, have shored things up. Uh, I know Kevin Walters is speaking this morning at the Broncos. Once we get some uh, word through about Kevy, what he said, I'll bring that to you as well, take you around the grounds. Uh, the Dolphins are training too. Just on the text line, this one's from Michael saying, Morning, Ben. I, I know this won't happen, but New South Wales talk about Cleary and Luai and their combinations. But if they wanted combinations, wouldn't Cody Walker make more sense? As you'd have Mitchell, Graham, Murray, Cook. So for me, Walker would make more sense. But luckily for Queensland, common sense and New South Wales origin teams doesn't happen. <laughs> Michael, thank you. They're stirring the pot. That's what we are. Oh, and I think he's back on the line. Maybe he heard that. Brett Kamali will try this for the 17th time. Um, what about Michael's suggestion about Cody Walker and combinations? Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, doesn't it? Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, Damien Cook, Campbell Graham. Yeah. Um, uh, there's combinations everywhere in theory. You know, you can you can make up anything you want. So we're not going to listen to the Queenslanders have, give us no common sense. So we'll be happy to have no common sense in New South Wales as long as we win the series. <laughs> <laughs> And again, going back to game one, game one had to be won in, in Adelaide. It's such a deciding match in the outcomes of the Origin arenas. And, um, you know, the first biggest challenge for Freddie is get, get the victory in Adelaide uh, and, and get off to a great start and put the pressure on Queensland to not pick and stick. I think that's what they did a long time ago, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, well, it's Dane, right. Is it Dane Gagai? Why don't we throw Dane Gagai out of now as well? Gosh. Yeah, no, we're not, good. we're not throwing <laughs> Dane Gagai out. No, no, I think that came from a New South Wales reporter. So we'll be taking that one with a grain of salt. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Noddy, you mentioned just Christian Welsh before. So you're expecting him to line up for Queensland? Oh, I think he does the 1% as better than anyone in the competition. You know, he's, he comes out of the Melbourne system. He's been successful, captain of the Melbourne Storm. He's been one of the, I think, one of the sort of unsung heroes for Queensland for a long, long time. And as I go back to that game in Adelaide a number of years ago, the kick pressure, the one percenters, the tie-in, the make the tackles. I know he's not um, not known as, you know, Payne Haas, for example, is a different style front rower, can win a game on his own, could play 80 minutes and, and break tackles and come up with offloads and do all these things. But uh, I think at some stage you sort of do need a Christian Welsh player just to annoy the kickers, um, just to do his job and, and just to know what you're going to get. You get an in in theory what Christian Walsh delivers for your team. You get a ten out of ten every time from Christian Walsh in effort and and, and those one percenters. Just when I thought we couldn't be friends, you've come out with that gem. Absolutely agree, four thousand percent. Christian Welsh in my team. I'm glad you've got him there as well. I just hope it wasn't the red herring you're trying to uh, throw throw a, a dummy for us to go that way. But I'm with you. Well done, mate. I'm going to let you go. We'll get that phone sorted. Maybe it's your end. Maybe it's our end. And I wish you. Well, we'll talk again after uh, Origin One, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you no luck, but good luck and no luck and. Yeah, well, let's have a conversation after game one and see who's under pressure. We may even talk the day of Origin 1. So well, enjoy Adelaide, mate. Enjoy the call and also the women's match as well. January, uh, June, June 1, January 1. Wow, here we go. Uh, Brett Kamali on a Wednesday morning where anything is happening, anything could happen. I tell you what is happening after 10 o'clock. Mel Meninga. I've also got tickets to, wait to give away to Q Clash today as well. That's right. Q Clash, how big is that? It's an epic weekend of sport in Brisbane, and it starts Thursday night, Broncos-Panthers. Uh, you've got the Reds playing the Blues Friday night at Suncorp. Saturday night, you've got the Dolphins and Storm, and you've got Q Clash at the Gabba. Wow, aren't we spoilt for choice?
seven away from ten. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, four minutes past ten. Thanks for your company this Wednesday morning, whether you're listening online, on your phone or on air. The old-fashioned way. The number's the same, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Maybe you are listening on the podcast. Maybe you're listening a little later on. That's fantastic too. Uh, you can find us at uh, Google Play, iTunes, download, leave comments, catch up on all the big news of the day and the stories that go along with it. Speaking of stories, this hour we will be hearing how Michael Kaspervich, Queensland legend, saved Test cricket single-handedly. Uh, we'll also get his take on the Ashes as well. And I, I want to ask him uh, about this. Nathan Lyon is channeling Glenn McGrath 2.0. And now, Nathan, so what do you what do you reckon? 3-0, 4-0, Australia? 5-0? 5-0? Yeah, 5-0. It's if, interesting. If got rain, be like if the rain gods are good to us. It's really interesting. People ask you that, and when people go, "Oh, three one to to Australia," I've never gone over there playing. I was going to lose a game. No. Yeah, yeah. So I find a really weird question that people ask you. It's always going to be five nil. Yes, we'll win the Test Championship final. Of course, I'm going to think that. If I don't think that, I'm as well stay at home. Yeah, but we will though as well. Uh, Nathan Lyon, he's in town with the Australian team or those who aren't playing in the IPL or in England at the moment. It's a training camp before they head to the UK next week for the ICC test final and then rolling into the Ashes. But he is predicting 5-0. Um, it makes a point, doesn't it? If you're not thinking you're going to win, what, what, why play the game? But does that put pressure on your teammates when you say that or does it give them confidence? It's something I'll be asking Michael Kasperich because he played in an Ashes series. He obviously played tests alongside Glenn McGrath who would always predict that. Uh, Mal Meninga is standing by 13-13-55 or 0467-736-736. Any questions for Mal Meninga, be it Origin, be it the Dragons, Titans, whatever it may be. Maybe it's about tomorrow tomorrow night and the Broncos playing Penrith without their captain. No Adam Reynolds. You heard John Cartwright yesterday tell us that the uh, concussion protocols have kicked in. He was a category two after the game uh, on uh, Thursday night, but that has been upgraded. So he does now have to have the 11 day mandatory stand down. The Broncos captain, Adam Reynolds, Kevin Walters, the coach, he spoke just moments ago at Red Hill. Yeah, that's, more of his natural game, and also um, we're a bit more settled, you know, as a group now as well. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be fine. We've got no no qualms with jockeys. He's been great here for us so far, and he'll be he'll be really good tomorrow night again. A jock, jock. Yeah, I, I think more importantly, just to get himself in the game a bit more. Maybe he stood back a little bit and let let things unfold. Whereas this time, he, you know. And help with Reese and Ezra. They need to steer the team around, which I'm, you know, it's one of his traits as a half is his ability to communicate with those around him. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll be he'll be great for us tomorrow night. Well, well, it's not just Ezra. We've got you know Paddy Carrigan in there as well, who's who's great with the footy with us, and also Reese Walsh. I thought last week when Renault wasn't there, they did a, a great job between them all. Obviously. Uh, Jock wasn't there, so he'll add more to that. Uh, you know, we had Katoni playing in the halves at attack, so for us, it's you know about 
getting to the places on the field that we need to be and then running our plays, and I'm sure Jock can manage that very easily. Yeah, right. That was Kevy Walters just a short time ago at Red Hill speaking about the loss of Adam Reynolds. Jock Madden comes in to fill his spot against the Premiers, who they did a job on in round one, if you remember, but very different Panthers side and a very different Broncos. So just because of the way they've been playing and the confidence they've been playing with. Oh, yes, one of my favourite times of the week. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. You can head into Chemist Warehouse today for great savings, not just today, but every day as well. It's a very good morning to Mal Meninga. Oh. Are, are you telling the truth there, Ben? You're one of your favourite yeah. sessions of the week. Are you, oh, you serious? Oh, mate, I, I lie awake <laughs> dreaming about oh. this. Oh, you and I? It. Yeah. Now, now, you, now you're getting more truthful. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my wife, Beck, goes, are you playing that interview with Malman Inger again at home? I mean, it's Saturday. Come on. Let it go. Oh, let no, it go. No, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I got exactly the same phobia. <laughs> but you're, you're thinking like that as well. So, God, blimey, Ben. We might, oh, have, to, we might have to break up, I think. No, oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, it's not you. It's me, right? Okay. Hey, let's let's get into this, Mal. Um, I, I want to ask you about Ben Hunt and the Dragons very shortly, but but I, I want to narrow in on State of Origin and State of Origin selection. It is something that you did 30 times for Queensland a, as a coach. State of origin selection meetings. Who has the most say? Who has the most sway? To take us, take us inside a meeting oh, with the selection. It's very uh, Ben. It's very collaborative. You know, so I mean, everyone's got an opinion, which is really good. Um, majority of the time, obviously, the coach has got last say, but majority of the time, you know, all the selectors and the coach are on the same page. You know, with players, um, certainly with Queensland. Anyway, you know, we have a lot of faith and loyalty. Um, you know, we we pick players that we believe. Uh, origin players, not not necessarily the best players, but origin players, you know. So it's very collaborative and it's it's generally it's pretty quick. <laughs> we don't muse over too many things. Um, do do, do you sit around a to, table, a boardroom? Do you all bring lists in or, or is it? Yeah, you know, we'd, we'd be constantly talking all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine Billy be doing the same, you know, up, leading up to you know, the last round where they have to pick the team on the, on the Sunday night. So, you know... Time you get to the the selection table, um, majority of the team is picked anyway. Um, there's just might be a, a couple of conversations around one or two players. All right, Darren Lockyer, G Miles, uh, and uh, Billy Slater, the, the selectors. And so when you were there, it was Gino was the the chairman, yourself was coach, and uh, Alan Darren. Smith. Uh, oh, no, I, Darren. Oh, Darren. Yeah, well, Alan Smith was there early, but yeah. uh, Darren came on board as as well at the, the, the later end of it all. What was the most robust discussion, or who was the most robust discussion around in your time, Mel? There wasn't too much robust discussion, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to cast my mind back to a, a selection dilemma, but realistically, the thing about my era is that we had you know, some of the greatest players that ever played the game, True. and they were very resilient and durable. You know, So majority of the time, we had a team to pick that was consistent, you know. So that's one of the assets we, we had around, you know, combinations, uh, Melbourne Storm combinations around your spine mm. uh, and just combinations in general over a long period of time, over a number of years. So we were very lucky 
we had very little injury when Origin came came around. Um, well, here's yeah, a name for you, Adam Mogg. Well, Moggy come in because of injuries. Yeah. Um, but who, who tossed his name? No. Up? Oh, I did. <laughs> I did because you know he's playing really good footy for for Canberra. For Canberra. The Raiders, like, for <laughs> yeah. Canberra. But yeah. I also I talked to Ricky about it. You know, mm. I trust Rick. You know, so but um, you know that was a that was my first year, and we were, we were struggling yeah. for outside backs. I think we lost um, Hodjo and a few others at the time. You know, so we were a bit. Uh, Gee, I didn't play in that third game, uh, second and third game. So. Uh, we had injuries, so yeah, Moggy was sort of the next in line, and uh, Stephen Bell was another good example, yeah. you know, for the Melbourne club. Who see all these combinations? Obviously, Stephen he had uh, great cohesion with the Melbourne Storm players, so he was a he was sort of a, a selection that we put there, and we knew we could do the job. Moggy the same, so and yeah, Moggy was a game winner, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, oh, he, was he was outstanding. Yeah, it was, it was an absolute mogging. We love that. We love that. Yes, it was. It was. But that's just the nature of the of the beast. That's Queensland. That's the way we go about our business. Yeah. Um, on on the dilemmas, it's, it's the... worked since it's worked since nineteen eighty, mate. To be honest with you. Yeah. Did, did did you as coach have the final say if there if it was a split vote? Yep. Yeah. Predominantly. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, the chairman, the chairman, um, uh, you know was always around if we needed we needed any support on things um I mean, it's like most things when you pick a side then you got to give it to the give it to the uh yeah the QRL as an example or the mm. you know the the Australian Rugby League commission I pick an Australian side and that that has to be vetted um obviously you know we're making sure that you know we're picking the right people not only just the the right players but obviously the right people are really important as well we want we want players that you know are going to die for the Maroon jersey, but, you know, they live a good life. Any that got knocked back? No, not in my time, no. I wouldn't no we always do our homework, Ben, honestly. Yeah. We always do our do our homework on things, and we'll go into the last selection meeting, um, like I said before. Mate, all the players have been vetted. Every, every, we've discussed most players, and then we just go go along. And I mean, I've been in um, selection meetings, been lucky the last half an hour. What about the final round? So this weekend, final round before State of Origin, a spot still up for grabs, or are they pretty much done now? I reckon they'd be pretty much done. Mm. Um, you know, it'd be good. I mean, Billy be sitting back, and the selectors be sitting back. You know, with fingers crossed that no one gets hurt, injured, and that's the the real drama. I think you know, leading up to Origin and selection, that you don't get any injuries in the last round. That's um, and you've always got contingencies anyway. You know, so. You'll be picking your, your 18 players or 20 players in your squad, but then you'll have contingencies if someone does get hurt. Mal Meninga, my guest, as he is every Wednesday. On Monday, we will hear who Billy Slater has picked, uh, along with the selection committee of Darren Lockyer and Gene Miles, uh, to represent Queensland in Game 1 of State of Origin in Adelaide. Mal, you have been there and done it before. You, I'm sure, have run a rule over this year's squad. If you are picking it... Do you have a 17, and who are they? Yeah, do you want me to go through them Please. in order? Yes. Okay, well, um, won't be any surprise in, in this. Because I've, I've said before, and I've said before on this show, Ben, is that game one's really important, and you got reward loyalty as well, but game one's so important, cohesion's so important, combinations are so important. You know, you're coming back, you're coming from club footy uh, into, a, into a camp environment 
where you haven't got a lot of time to prep, prepare. You might only have to might only have about three or four sessions, so certainly four sessions in the week to prepare for game one. So um, I reckon cohesion combinations, loyalty becomes a, a major factor game one. And if you get away to a, a really good start in the Origin Series, you're on your way to win the series. So Ponga one, Cobo, Gag, Gagai, Holmes, Tuolangi, Munster, Cherry Evans, Papali, Benny Hunt, Lindsay Collins, Dave Fafida, Kafusi, and Pat Carrigan on the bench is Harry Grant, Tino Fasulamali, Ruben Cotter, and Jai Arrow. There's my 17. Oh, that's very good. I'm going to get you to run through them again because I couldn't write that, <laughs> that far. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry. I didn't think you, I didn't, I thought you'd just pick it off the air straight away. No, I would, but uh, Ponga, I Ponga, yes. Ponga, Cobo, Cobo, Gagai, Holmes, Gagai, Holmes, Tulangi. Tulangi, yeah. Yeah. Munster. Yeah. Cherry Evans. Front row. Papali and Collins. Yeah, Collins. Yeah. Benny Hunt starts. Mm-hmm. Dave Fafita. Fafita starts. Fafita starts. Yeah. Kafusi. Excellent. Yep. Carrigan. Yep. Grant. Tino. Then I, Tino. Ruben Cotter. Jairo. Right, there's, there is always going to be some unlucky ones yeah. to, to miss out. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole heap of them. To be honest with you, I reckon you know the Queensland depth this year is one of the best ever. To be honest with you, in the depth of the of the talent you know coming through with Queensland at the moment is excellent, and you know I think that's attributed to obviously the popularity of, of the game in Queensland. But you know having the fourth team, I think, has really pushed things along as well, and. You know, and the more teams in Melbourne obviously has a has a, a huge alliance with mm. with um, you know Queensland as well. So I mean, we've got people like Reese Walsh missing out. Um, you know, Corey Oates, Hamaso, Tabby Ifado, um, Xavier Coates, Phil Sammy. I thought he's had a terrific year so far. You know, Tommy Dearden was there last year. Um, Reed Marnie. Uh, what about Kate Christian? Welch. Can I ask you about Christian Welsh? Because um, I, yeah. I, I had him in my team, and he's the forgotten man, I believe, of Origin because he, he missed last year. We know with yeah, he the injury, yeah, he did. Uh, and yeah, he did. I, Mel, I was just speaking to Brett Kamali in the last hour, and he actually had Christian Welsh in his Queensland team, and he, he mentioned it just off the cuff. He he picked a New South Wales team, or at least eleven. And I said, "Come on, not a year. Actually, need thirteen to be on the field." But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't lock down those final positions. But but he said um, he was talking about a play. He said, "You know, when Christian Welsh gets out." a dummy half and he does you know he, he's charged downs and he puts the pressure on the kicker and yeah, and, and, I, and I said to him oh hang on Christian Welsh so you've got him playing for Queensland and he just reeled off how he is the one he is the best one percenter in the game he, the, the charge downs the pressure on the kicker out of dummy half uh, everything that needs to be done that you don't see Christian yeah. Welsh does well I can guarantee that Lindsay Collins does it just as well I can guarantee that Tino Fasulamali does that Ruben Cotter does that and Jai Arrow does that. Those one percenters really well. Um, they play long minutes like Christian does. Mm-hmm. Um, you need you need players, I think, who can play long minutes just in case. You know, you got a, that just in case thing, and Christian can do that as well. Tommy Flegler can do that. Mo Fotowaki can do that. Corey Horsberg can do it. Tommy Gilbert can do it. Jermaine Hopgood can do it. Jeremiah Nanai can do it, and Kate Wolf can do it. You know, so I mean, the one percenters. Is he's correct? He's correct in all that, but this team, this team is built on the team I picked is built on you know 
uh, long minutes and can do those one percenters. And you have to do those one percenters at Origin extremely well. So Paddy, Paddy Carrick and Kafusi, Dave Fafita's his effort on effort at the moment is leading you know, the forwards' effort levels. You know when you when you judge you know stats wise, stats wise. Um, but then there's another element. No, it's another element around the character of the person, isn't it? Mal, can I ask you about where you pick? How much do you work into versatility and and, and balance and, and cover? Uh, and I'm I'm going to go down the path of Kurt Capewell here, who, who's not in this 17. We know last year that he filled in at centre when you lost Cobbo in the yep. first couple of minutes, and, and he even found himself on the wing because of Dane Gagai being binned with Matt Burton. Um, yeah, versatility. So is that a is that a Dave Fafita that can play in the centres and yes. possibly yeah, the is, wing? Yeah. Okay. That is, yeah. No, I mean, yep. not the wing, but certainly in the centres. There's mm. no doubt about that. Yeah, Gags can play on the wing. Uh, Val Holmes can play on the wing. You know, so that, you know, they both represented their country. And the Gags started on the wing, you know. So, I mean, uh, there's plenty of versatility in the in the in in it all. I, That's a know, big I factor Munster, when you select a side. Well, Munster, Munster can play in the centres and you put, put Benny Hunt at 5'8". You know, you could do those sort of things as well, you know. So, you've got to find a, a place where Ben can come in and... And have an impact. So obviously he'll start, uh, but he's not going. Then he's not going to go back into nine unless Harry Grant gets hurt. So Ben can play thirteen. He can play in the halves, um, and then you just push someone like a Cameron Munster at the centres if it got to that 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 stage. You know, so you can do things like that. That you, but you probably just would put Dave Fitter in the uh, on the edge, and you've got Ruben Cotter and Jai Arrow, who's you know have played Ruben Cotter. I think I mentioned last week. An unbelievable game on edge uh, for Queensland, the first game last year. Yeah, 80 and, minutes too. Yeah, 80 minutes. And then Jai Arrow can play edge as well, which he has done for his club, the Rabbitohs, hasn't he? You know, so there is great versatility in it. Um, but it, sometimes it comes down to character, um, comes down to minutes. Uh, what are you going to get out of it? Now, Christian Welsh doesn't fit that mould, don't get me wrong. Um, so does Corey Horsberg. Mm. Um, so does Tommy Gilbert, you know, Jermaine Hopgood. Well, they all they all meet the criteria of what makes an origin player, but you only pick 17 players. Now, before time does beat us, uh, Ben Hunt, and you mentioned him, he is your starting hooker and a lot of versatility, and there's a lot of chat around him now considering what happened with Anthony Griffin yesterday at, at the Dragons. I'm going to work backwards on this. Um, ben Hunt, he's not happy. Uh, what happened? No. I know he's got to park that for state of origin. That that's the first thing he's got to do. But then, if he's looking around for uh, uh, perhaps a different club, because he's publicly said he doesn't want to start over again, which is what he's going to have to happen with a new coach coming in. Have you made a call, or have the Titans made a call to Ben Hunt to see if he wants no, to come not, home to Queensland? No, not from not from my perspective. No, um, this just happened. It's pretty raw at the moment, mm. and I imagine Ben will be. You knew I, it was I, don't coming, think I don't think this would be a surprise to Ben, to be honest with you. No. He made it he made but he also made a decision that he wants to stay at the, the Dragons till twenty twenty five. You know, so and he's I would have thought that was with, with Hooker's coach. Oh, I wouldn't think so. I, I wouldn't I mean I don't I mean there's been rumour mongering for over twelve months, definitely. Yeah. You know, and now Ben was Ben was trying to get them to make a decision around Hook, wasn't he, before yeah. he even signed that contract? But at the end of the day, uh, something convinced him that he's going to stay at the club. You know, so I don't, I don't, I, I love Ben Hunt. I think he's a great person and a great player, and I think he's extremely loyal, and I think he's true to his 
his values. Um, he he made a decision that he wanted to stay at the at the Dragons um, and play out could possibly his career. Um, and I think you know Ben will struggle to not do that. To be honest with you, just knowing him and the person he is, um, you know, obviously a lot of clubs will be approaching him to try and get him out. Uh, they'll have to pay him out. They'll have to pay huge money to get him out because uh, I don't think the Dragons would put much money into it, to be honest with you, because uh, they want him to stay. They're going to build a... I would imagine they would be talking to him, building a, a club around him yeah. for the next couple of years. Um, I would imagine that he wouldn't be making too many decisions until he understood who the coach is going to be and have a conversation with that, that coach around his ideas and you know what he thinks about the club and where he thinks the club's future's at, you know? Um, so I think we're we're putting the cart before the, the horse at the moment. Um, I just think it needs to settle a bit. And I think, you know, Ben would have done a lot of lot of thinking. Um, he would be in the know when you talk about, you know, um, what the executives are thinking, um, you know, uh, around where the future of the club is. So I think he'd be instrumental in those discussions. So um, I think it's a wait and see. Um, and I think it'll be appropriate at some stage that if he did want to get out of the club, well, you know, managers will be, his manager will be, you know, starting to uh, ring clubs where Ben will, might be interested in going too. It's a very cool, calm and collected head on Mal Meninga. It's the reason why we love getting him on the show. I said, Mal, at the beginning of this, that the Broncos should have a dig. They should make a call to see where his head's at because he's talking about too far gone in my career not to start again, which exactly is what's going to happen with whoever comes in, yeah. be Jason Roth. The Broncos wouldn't be starting again. They're, they're primed, ready to go. They're right in the premiership window. He could be the missing piece to their puzzle uh, of getting a title, something that... Uh, yeah, now where's he play, though, Ben? You know, he I mean, plays at nine. Thing. Well, exactly. Then, he doesn't then, want to do that. And then if well, you put him, he does want he does want to play nine you at Clubland. You put him there in rep footy. Yeah, I put him because it's short term. He's a halfback at, at Clubland, and that's where he wants to play. Maybe he's a that's why there's rumours yeah. rumours about you know Canterbury offering him. You know, Phil Gould's gone to him and had a bit of a chat to him or something. You know, so whoever needs whoever needs a seven, and there's a lot of sevens, and Tigers need a seven. You know. Uh, so there's there's plenty of clubs out there would be interested in Ben Huntley. I don't think he has to go uh, chasing anything. I just think that if he makes the decision he wants to leave the club, well then his manager will do a really good job for him. Good stuff, Mal. We look forward to see, uh, hearing you tomorrow on the Throwdown and uh, catching up with you next Wednesday when we actually do know the Queensland team. I've got your team yes. here ready to go. We'll see how close it is to what Billy Slater selected. We know he's a disciple of yours, so maybe it just could be very close to the money. Thank you, yeah, mate. Probably not. No, <laughs> probably not. Listen <laughs> probably to you. Not. Yeah, don't listen to me. No, well, we are. We are. That's why we've got you <laughs> on the show. Mal Meninga, always great to talk. Um, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today. Grab Inc. Protein powering tomorrow today. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, thanks for your company. We're 20 minutes away from 11. Bang on that, which means we're 20 minutes away from 11 a.m. mayhem. You call, you get on. And to help... Loosen those lips of yours. I have not one, but two prizes to give away during 11 a.m. mayhem. A double pass to the Lions and Suns. Q Clash on at the Gabba this Saturday night. Or you could be coming here 
into SEN HQ for State of Origin 1. It is Origin Under the Stars. I've got a double. You can hear our Maroons bias call while watching the game on the big screen. Uh, food and beverage on us as well. That's right. You get beers, pies and whatever you like. Uh, do that after 11 o'clock. The number you need, 131355, you call. You get on. That is our promise. Uh, just having a look at this. Yeah, Jofra Archer, out of the ashes. That's a real shame for England. Um, it is a massive boost for Australia. Uh, the fact that he wasn't here in the last ashes that was played down under, I think was a huge boost for Australia because we saw what he did over there four years ago, terrorised us. He knocked out Steve Smith. Uh, we brought Barnas Labashain in as a concussion sub, the first ever, and he almost took his head off as well. So he went a long way to helping England uh, in the last Ashes series over there, but he won't be there this time. You'll be able to hear the Ashes and the International uh, ICC Test World Championship Final on SENQ, and part of our commentary team is Queensland's leading wicket-taker in Michael Kasperovich. Kasper, a very good morning to you. The, the first question, the biggest question of the day is, have you picked your origin team and who's in it? Um, look, I'll, I'll leave that to the experts. Um, I've got a couple of opinions, but I, I just, yeah. yeah, I guess the fullback one's the, the one that we're all sort of hovering around, isn't it? But I think you got to go with, with Caelan Ponga. Yeah. And tried true tested been there, and done it worked, before. Yeah, yeah, mate. And it's worked so well over the years. And, and I just don't think that's the one thing that, um, doesn't happen. Um, there's never any doubt in that Queensland, State of origin dressing room. I think it's uh, infectious um, in all Queensland sport that whenever you go on the field, doesn't yeah. matter who, you're going to um, going to thrash New South Wales. <laughs> See, and you can speak from authority. I love that. You've been there and done it before <laughs> uh, for Queensland. All right, mate. Let, let, let's talk some ashes. Jofra Archer, massive blow for England. Oh, look, and that's one of the things, isn't it? It's, it's injury um, and timing of those injuries, and a key player for them. But even on the side of it all is uh, the talk around the fact that, you know, getting offered a 12-month contract to play for the Mumbai team and all their franchises in T20 cricket around the world, meaning that um, they would have to release him to play cricket for England. The body, it's a, it's a hard part, is, is getting them up and being up every single day. That's the biggest challenge, and which is why Pat Cummins is the best. Well, I do want to keep on the fast bowling track. Jofra Archer, to me, was the difference in, well, in Australia. He wasn't here. So they were losing a massive weapon. Someone who was here in Australia, Michael Nisa, And he's now in England. He's not part of the Aussie squad yet. Oh, mate, he's perfect for over there. He's obviously his record here in Australia um, in Australian conditions. But second half of the season, for a number of years there, they were bowling with Duke cricket balls. Exactly the same ball. And that was the whole concept was to give Australian players the experience um, with an Ashes lined up down the track of, of playing with the Duke ball and doing it. And Michael Nisa perfected the art, if you like. So he's just absolutely ideal. Um, and obviously the run in he's had with Glamorgan, the great Glamorgan. Yeah. I spent three years playing for Glamorgan too, many years ago. So there's a good Queensland connection there, Marnus and himself. But the thing is that he's actually over there and performing, not just taking wickets and hat-tricks and everything else, but scoring runs. So, yeah, look, it was. I was kind of amazed that he wasn't in that 17, if you like, at the start. Disappointed because getting named in the 17, um, it's for all time. You're part of a, an Ashes squad that went. 
Um, obviously, the Cummins-Hazelwood-Stark combination is pretty red hot. It goes pretty well, but I just sort of think well, that... Well, Michael, just on that, though, we haven't yeah. seen much of Big Josh at all, have we? Josh Hazelwood. Well, speaking of bodies, yeah, he's, he's yeah. had a few injury worries and concerns. So that's the other reason. I reckon, and I think they would have just... And they decided that Scott Boland is the number fourth in line. Mm. And the reason why, when you look at it, that they didn't take five fast bowls, which has happened from every day since... You know, they used to get on a boat, um, more fast bowls, the, the merrier, I reckon. But what they did was actually decide, and strangely, that they'd take two all-rounders, Mitchell Marsh, um, Cameron Green, of course. Um, we are talking cricket, Ashes. I know it's in the middle of footy season. An Origin team gets named on <laughs> Monday. But we are having the Test uh, Championship World Final uh, at the Oval. That's June 6th. And, uh, uh, then uh, June 7 and then June 16, what, geez, less than 10 days later, and Ashes starts. Michael Kasperovich, my guest uh, this morning. Someone who's been there and done it before, Kasper, um, the 05 tour. I want to get into that in just a second. But bowling in England, how different, how difficult, how, how are the conditions suited to someone like uh, Michael Nisa? Oh, the, the perfect for Michael Nisa. Um, you don't get as much bounce. Um, or carry, uh, and if there is bounce, the oval tends to have a bit of bounce, and we used to call it like a, a tennis ball bounce, you know, a bit slower, and it's sort of like a little bit slower. That, that's you know, it's an extreme, of course, but you just have to adapt once again. That's the idea of test cricket, adapt and adjust to the conditions. And and even when you look at the Australian bowlers, I know that Josh Hazelwood, think of Glenn McGrath, comes in, Good areas, builds pressure up through there. Mm. you got a Pat Cummins can come in and he nips the ball back in at pace and his lines and direction. He's fantastic. And then you got Mitchell Stark, who 140k an hour, you know, left arm, you know, swings the ball naturally and certainly does a great job with the older ball as well. But I just think that the Nessa might be that variation on the Ashes, on the, on the England surfaces yeah. and those conditions that might just fit. When I think about, you know, I know there's already very, plenty of variation there, as I, as I mentioned. But oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not suggesting Bob Massey necessarily. <laughs> but, you know, for a swing bowler who, you know, skids them through yeah. nice and you know, quick and there's a little bit of variation there, you never know. Michael, I, I want to get into how you save test cricket single-handedly in just a tick. But uh, you mentioned your old mate, Glenn McGrath. He always used to go into a series saying, no, whitewash, we're going to win 5 nil, 4 nil, whatever the series is. Nathan Lyon has picked up that mantle. It's Pigeon 2.0 because that was his extraordinary claim yesterday. No, whitewash, we'll win every test. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of banter. But does it? what's it do for your teammates? Is it? No. Do you see it as a joke? Or do you actually see it as like, hang on, pressure's on. We're doing this or this is what Pidge thinks? No, it, it's the way he did it, and Glenn used to talk about this, he said, why would I ever um, – why would I predict we're going to lose a test match I'm playing? That's fair. So that's all it was. That was all it was. And obviously not sort of being a, trying to be a dickhead or coming out being a big head or anything. He's just going, well, I'm going out there and, you know, we'll back ourselves and we're going to win. So we're playing five tests. Let's win five of, five of them. And let's not predict um, the weather. Sim yeah, no, very oh, Even the experts, those who are paid to do that, can't do it. Uh, now, Michael, Glenn McGrath, it's our segue into how you single-handedly, well, almost single-handedly, 
you claim it anyway, saved Test cricket. Set the scene for us. Tell us the story. Oh, look. Well, um, okay, turn, well, McGrath stepped on the cricket ball before the second test. We won the first test. Um, At Lords. Lords. Yeah. yeah, so he stepped on the cricket ball just before the game, did his ankle. Um, I was uh, Sean Taylor. I think was injured at the time, or was, you know he couldn't play or something like that. So anyway, they just went for me. They said, "Yep, okay, Casper, up you come uh, with all your experience." In it. So I did play. Um, and it, look, what happened was we ended up getting. I went out. Uh, it was the last day. Australia needed ninety odd to win. Uh, two wickets in hand. Shane Warne, Brett Lee uh, went out. Warney got it down to about 60-odd, uh, 62, I think, and then stepped on his stumps um, with the deliveries out bold. So I went out with Brett, going out there, and, you know, obviously plenty of pressure there. The crowd, it was a Sunday morning, was absolutely going nuts. And then even just going out there with Brett, just said, mate, well, let's just let's have some fun. You know, that's, that's the way to sort of diffuse pressure. And they reckon um, TV, being a Sunday, watch England win, beat Australia, you know, the chance to do it. They should do it easy. Um, it was just electric. And so what happened was they were so loud. Um, Flintoff bowled a ball, went down the leg side, 13 runs to win, and then it went for, hit the foot marks, went for four uh, buys. All of a sudden, nine runs to win. Then all of a sudden, it was incredible out there. Everything went so it went so quiet. All these people were going, it's because they realised, holy shit, we are, you know, we're a chance of losing this now. Um, and so Brett and I um, just kept doing what we were doing. Um, Brett smoked a cover drive, full toss from Harmison, but it went straight to the man at deep or deep cover on the boundary. Could have been the winning runs in that shot all time. Anyway, put me on strike. Um, Harmison came in and after all the other short balls and bounces and getting underneath them and wearing him and doing all the rest. This one delivery, which it felt closer than certainly halfway down, hence the reason why in this shot, I put my hands up to protect my head. Now what's happened is it's actually flicked um, my right glove. I mean, my glove was actually off the bat at the time. Now, I think it's 34.1. 34.1 in the MCC laws of cricket, something around there. Anyway, suggests that's not out. So we didn't have DRS. Right oh, yeah. in that whole that series, um, so whilst it would have been the right result, I reckon it could have been a little bit embarrassing for me. You know why? Because I reckon that not only would Hotspot would have picked up the right result because it was off the bat, but it could have also picked up a bit of a wet spot of something. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it saved me a little bit of embarrassment there. But yeah, I had to bloke an Indian bike actually come up and say. I was in India at the time, and he just actually thanked me. He said, thank you, Casper. You, know, you single-handedly saved Test cricket. And I said, asked for an explanation there. And he said that if you, you won the first Test, if you won that with Brett, then you would have been 2-0 up in the series, and you just would have gone on and flogged him in the series, and Test cricket would be dead. So, you know what, <laughs> you know what happened to me? I guess if I single-handedly, I know it's about giving back to the game, or the game get you and all that. But... Um, I think it was 13 times in the Australian team. 10 years I played. I was in and out of that side. Yeah, yeah found a way back in and, you know, for a long period of time, had a good look at the team and, you know, experience quite a unique in that Australian side. But you know what happened to me? When you know, all the England players got MBEs, I think, including the bus driver, even Paul Collingwood, <laughs> uh, Steve Hunts and Tom, um, you had uh, um, junior participation rates went up and everyone was, you know, oh, it's, it's electric, it's great, it's fantastic. 
if I was responsible for that, you know, what do you reckon happened to me? Yeah, I got dropped. But <laughs> <laughs> I found a way back. So, yeah. Sir Casper, we thank you. The cricketing world thanks you for single-handedly saving Test cricket. <laughs> hey, mate, and we thank you for being part of the show this morning. Uh, it's going to be epic. Um, SENQ, all the action live from England, starting with the ICC Test Championship against India, and then uh, less than 10 days later, bang, we're straight into an ashes. It's going to be six tests in under seven and a half weeks. Epic stuff. Casper, thank you. Hey, thanks, mate. Hey, can I just quickly, really quickly mention, mm. I'm actually heading up to um, the Walls. The Balls Masters are actually up in Cairns. Yes. Uh, and uh, as we're framing it, there's a dinner on up there and mm. raising money. But remembering Roy, remembering Andrew Simons. Um, yep. It's 12 months ago. It was actually on Mother's Day. It's going to be quite emotional. We've got um, awesome um, Adam Gilchrist is even coming in. But uh, Alan Border, Carl Rackerman, Ian Healy. Um, oh, Patton Heels are doing their show from up there. That's how big it is. You've Pat, relocated, yeah, yeah SENQ to NQ, FNQ. Well, Peter Moody's going to be there. Um, oh, but Lee Matthews is also oh. going to come in as well. So there's plenty of great people, um, you know, and obviously celebrating, um, you know, a great mate of ours. So. Yeah, well said, mate. He'll be there looking Thanks, down. And, um, you know, if you have one beer, have seven for Roy. Let's see. Let's see. I think I'm going to come up with a new rule. What would Roy do? Whenever you have a, <laughs> whenever you're wondering what we should do and discussion about, oh, we're going to do, what would Roy do? And uh, generally speaking, it would be hang around for one more. Wouldn't have what? Casper, enjoy, mate. Thank you. Hang around for one more. That's a big cheers right there. Uh, Michael Kaspervich, part of SENQ's commentary team. Great mate of uh, Michael Ka- uh, Michael Kaspervich, of uh, Andrew Simons. And, geez, don't we miss him a year on. Uh, we're coming up to five away from 11. 11 a.m. 11 mayhem. Oh, we're getting excited. Big Kev style next. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. State of Origin. It's the biggest, toughest sporting event in Australia. And our Maroons just keep getting the job done. SEN's Origin Under the Stars. Join Matt Rogers and Andrew McCulloch for a special Game 1 experience on the rooftop at SEN. Queenslander. Yeah, spot on, Cam. Queenslander Origin Under the Stars. We have a double to give away to that and also a double to Q Clash this Saturday night. 13-13-55. They're the numbers you need right now because it is time to... That's right. 11 a.m. mayhem. You call, you get on. Also, this hour, I'll be touching base with the Reds, a man who could have been playing in Q Clash. Instead, he's playing the Blues this Friday night at Suncorp, and we'll be hearing from the Lions and Suns camp. On Mornings with Ben Davis, it's your chance to get it off your chest. No sporting topic is off limits. It's the 11 a.m. mayhem. Five past 11, let's roll up the sleeves and get into this Origin Under the Stars passes and a Q Clash to give away to the callers of the day. Uh, let's go in order here. Line number one. Grant, good morning to you. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Good. What's on your mind today? 
Mate, just uh, I love the old footy touring stories, the ones you hear from the from the dressing rooms and that sort of stuff. I've got a couple of Alan Langer stories, if possible. Oh, yeah, go for it. Here we go. I'll get the uh, dump button what, ready, what shall I? <laughs> no, they're, they're, both, they're both PG-rated. Yeah, okay. Um, the first one revolves around when Laurie Spina was overlooked for Alan in, in 87, and Laurie was interviewed on radio one time and said that Alan ba- uh, uh, Wayne Bennett called him afterwards and said, Laurie, if you know this little blonde-headed bugger puts one foot out of line, I'm, I'm calling you in for the second game because you know I didn't want him. I wanted you. And if you've ever heard Laurie, uh, Laurie talk, he, he speaks with a real slow country drawl, and he said, 36 years later, I'm still waiting for the phone to ring." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, was, there was another one that also, when the the um, I had the opportunity to hear Tony Curry speak recently at a, at a function, and he told the story about the time they went to. LA for the um, the Origin game. Mm. In a bar, heap of big muscled bodybuilders, and the guy said, "And ladies and gentlemen, we've got a final entrant all the way from Australia. It's Alfie Dundee." And Alf came out in his wife fronts and flexed up. Uh, <laughs> it's part of the bodybuilding modelling contest in Long Beach, California. Just, just, just one thing on that, and, and in all seriousness, whenever yeah. anyone mentions Alan Langer, Alan Langer's name, mm. you smile. And you what do. a wonderful legacy to leave! Great, what a wonderful legacy to leave. Yeah, bang Love on, ba- bang on, and and yep. and it's and it's so true. We said oh, I love the old stories, and you know we we love that era love. of Alfie and Mal and yep. uh, Gilly. Sadly, I don't see the current generation having stories like that to tell. The, uh, and, and it's and it's. Also, yeah. oh, sorry, if I could quickly. Yeah. Um, I was 10 when he played his first Origin game in 87, this tiny little jockey-sized player, and I'm looking at him thinking, if he can do it, I can do it. And I'm sure thousands of other kids around Queensland thought the same thing. Spot on, mate. Well done. Um, Grant, I have a double pass. You've made me smile. You've made me smile this morning. Oh, I've, got a, go. I've, got a double, go. I've got a double pass to Origin Under the Stars here on the rooftop at SEN. Origin 1, if you've got no plans, mate, you're, you're, you're with us. Yep. You can recall and retell some of the, the great Origin moments, including uh, Alfie's debut in 87 and, and maybe even talk about Long Beach, California as well. Uh, we've got Andrew McCulloch. We've got Matty Rogers. Uh, Forbes, they'll be calling the game live. It's the Queensland bias call, but the the big screen, the beers, the pies, everything else that goes in between on us as well. So we'll see you on the rooftop here, Origin 1, uh, come the 31st of May. Thank you, mate. Well done. See, Graham from Aspie, doesn't that make you smile? What What's some of the some of the story? I mean, even look what Casper was talking about in 2005. It, it's a bygone era. And sadly, I, I just think we are losing the, the characters of all sports. They, they, they're gun shy, aren't they? Or, or do they... Do, do they go down a different path with social media and that's where they show their personality on, on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it may be, whatever platform that is? Or is it because of social media that we don't get to see their personalities? Interesting one, isn't it? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. On the text, Michael said, hey, morning, boys. Um, uh, ben Hunt to the Broncos would be nice, but surely... They can't afford him unless they get the 10-gallon cowboy hat around, which is similar to the Brewster's sombrero. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, Broncos, cowboy's hat. Does that work that way? Yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it does. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Um, before we get to more callers, I, I do want to play this, and it is coming out of the Lions, Dan, and the Suns. 
home base as well. Uh, yesterday, there was a, a joint media conference with the Lions and the Suns ahead of Q Clash, but they were both uh, launching their Indigenous jerseys because this round and next will be the Sadug Nichols round, uh, Indigenous round, Dreamtime round in the AFL. Uh, but the big play is how the Suns are going to stop Charlie Cameron. That job over the last few years has gone to Sean Lemons. And, well, how does he try to stop the hottest small forward in the comp? Let's find out. I'm obviously going to back myself in and and do the things I know, be physical um, as I know I can be. And just because he had a, a down game, if, if that's what you'd call it on the weekend, doesn't mean that he's going to have another one. So he's a star player and I know they bounce back pretty quick. Well, there we go, Sean Lemons about uh, Charlie Cameron. He might have had a quiet game against the Bombers, and I say that, well, it's probably an understatement, isn't it? One behind. Charlie, did he have five shots on goal and only one behind? Uh, before that, though, he was tearing up the competition. A slow start to it, but it was 19 goals in four weeks for Charlie. And small forwards when it comes to AFL, he has got to be top of the list. Oh, I know there are other small forwards who do a role, but they tend to go back into the midfield and, and start punching uh, in that space as well. But Charlie out front, his speed, his pressure – his turnovers, and then being able to pounce and score. That is invaluable for the Lions, and that's why we've seen him as one of the premier small forwards uh, ripping around the competition now. He's just so quick. What was it against Carlton? The, 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 the turnover rate or the scores from turnovers, it was the first 75 points that the Lions scored, 66 of them came from forward turnovers. So that pressure that Charlie and co, I know he's got some help there with uh, – um, uh, Link McCarthy and Zach ba- Link McCarthy. What did Robbo call Link McCarthy? The sprinkler. That's right. He just pops up. Pops up from <laughs> from nowhere. <laughs> the sprinkler. Um, 13, 13, 55, uh, 0467, 736, 736. Although this is 11am mayhem. You call, you get on. Got a double to the Lions and Suns. This Saturday night at the Gabba to give away. Cannot wait for that. Uh, let's head out to Callumvale. Michael, morning to you. G'day, mate. I'm still digging that hole like I was yesterday, so I'm glad to have a break. <laughs> um, you need to get it. You need to get a bigger shuffle. <laughs> yeah. I'll get. I'll get the wife out here. That'll. Oh, no, that'll be digging a hole. All right. What's on your mind, mate? <laughs> uh, Josh Papali. Yeah. Um, the tea leaves from last year tell me that he went into last year's series in pretty good form, but only played, I think it was only something like about 50 minutes across the three series. Um, I'm just wondering what makes Mal so confident that he might not get the phone call that he doesn't want to get this year. Oh, okay. So you are thinking Josh Papali is not in your team. You, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pick him, Michael. Well, well, why did Billy only, you know, if you cast your mind back or you can Google it, in the first game he only played like like if it was 15 minutes and then, yeah, not much in the next couple. Um, so, yeah, just just from that point of view, I thought, well, what's different about this year? Well, looking, looking at the stats from... Might have, uh, Looking at the stats from game three. So he played 30, 33 minutes, uh, Big Papa. In, in that time, uh, 12 hit-ups for just under 100 metres. Uh, the post-contact 
metres. That, that, that's the big one for me, mm-hmm. For, 42 post-contact metres. So the moment he hits the line, mm-hmm. he's he's bending mm-hmm. it, he's busting it, and he's a big man yeah, to, okay. to bring down. So, um, mm-hmm. th- th- look, that was just game three. Yeah. yeah, I can go back through the others as well. Yeah. But mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure game one was very, very low. So, look, he might have redeemed himself, and that's what you remember. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in for other no, okay. Hey, others may okay. have the others may have the same thought. If not, Papa, yeah. Mike, who who do you go for? Oh, um, yeah. Look, Lin, Lindsay Collins mm. have to be there. Hard straight runner and um, up the front. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. I just can't think. But the guy from Melbourne, um, Storm, Christian um, Welsh. Yeah, Christian Welsh. Mm. Or I'd even play Capewell. You know, like we've got a million to choose from, haven't we? You yeah. know, guys are going to miss out. Nanai will probably miss out. Yes. Well, Nanai is suspended for game one, so he, he's not going to be around for, for, for that. Uh, game two, different proposition again, yeah. but we all uh, have to wait and see yeah. on the result of that. Hey, Mike, thank you. Thank you for the call. 13, yeah. 13, 55. Go back to dig, <laughs> digging that hole. Did he just dig a hole for himself there? No Josh Papalihi for State of Origin. According to Mike, he's worried about the numbers and stats. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time today, Mal Meninga did give us his 17. And I, I take a lot of credibility out of that because Mal has been there and done it before. He has picked 30 State of Origin teams in his time for Queensland. Had a fairly successful run at it as well. Uh, You'll find that on our uh, website. You'll find it on our socials as well. Uh, Twitter, it's up there. Mornings at SENQ. Instagram at SENQLD. Uh, Facebook as well, if uh, that is uh, your leaning towards social media. Mel Meninga, 1 to 17. Uh, I'll tell you, no Kurt Capewell and no Christian Welsh. Uh, To me, they were the two standouts of who wouldn't be there. Christian Welsh, one of the best one percenters going around in the competition. Uh, And no Kurt Capewell, his versatility. Mal says David Fafita can cover that versatility, being able to play in the centres. Maybe not out on a wing where Kurt Capewell found himself in Origin 3 last year when Dane Gagai was put in the bin, but David Fafita to fill that role. You may have different thoughts. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Just going back to the Lions and Suns, which we have a double pass to give away to as far as the Gabba is concerned Saturday night. And you know what? If you are heading to Q Clash, make sure you download the SEN app. Because you can hear the pre-game show from five, uh, then obviously the game itself, and the post-game show where you can have your say. Download the app from iTunes or Google Play. Part of SEN's commentary team is our very own Mitch Robinson. Robbo will be there uh, talking about Big Brother v Little Brother because he did say uh, yesterday that the Suns are very much Little Brother. But in saying that, they do bring some hot form into this competition for the first time in a long time. They've lost eight straight Q clashes, but the Suns have won three of their last four games. We know that Lions are on a tear. They're hunting seven straight. But Kadeen Coleman, Kitty Coleman yesterday, saying that he is not taking the Suns lightly. He knows the form that they bring. They changed the moment Demons a couple of weeks ago and goes to show like, you got to be on your game when you, when you play the Suns. You know, we respect them, and every time we play them, the contest has been pretty tight. Yeah, pretty tight indeed. Um, who is going to be the Marcus Ashcroft medalist? Do we see Do we see a father and son 
come into play there. Can you imagine Marcus giving Will the medal named after his name, uh, named after him? How good would that be? It's a fair chance that could be on the cards as well. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Take you out to Ballymore before midday today. Uh, speaking of someone who could have been playing Q Clash, well, he's not. He's actually playing for the Reds on Friday night against the Blues. What a sliding door moment that is. He is, uh, well, he's he's grown up in southeast Queensland as, as part of, I guess, a a legend of teams coming through, be it in rugby, uh, be it in AFL, sought after. Uh, and, you know, Macca's are helping the current crop doing that as well. Proud sponsors of the Little Engine, supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. In fact, I know Paddy and Heels, they'll be choosing a junior sporting team from around the Great Southeast to be the Little Legends team of the week. Not only do you to catch up with them, but the winning team receives a free meal at McDonald's. How good is that? How do you enter? Your junior sporting team, maybe it's your kids or your grandkids, well, you jump on our website. Pretty simple, sen.com.au forward slash win. Maccas, proud sponsors of the Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland at 18 minutes past 11. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. At 24 minutes past 11, thanks for your company. Cameron Smith, Camp standing by for the captain's run. That is after midday today. And what a weekend of sport we've got here in the southeast. Suncorp Stadium, it's almost like Magic Round revisited. Uh, Thursday night, hosting the Broncos and Penrith. We'll be hearing from Kerry Walters before midday today, uh, part of his media conference at the captain's run uh, this morning. Friday night, then it is the Reds taking on the Blues. That's right, from New Zealand and aren't they on a roll the Reds after last weekend uh, winning for the first time in 10 years in New Zealand outstanding stuff and then on Saturday Super Saturday you've got the Dolphins and Storm at Suncorp Stadium and across the river you've got the Lions and Suns in Q Clash so we are spoilt for choice here in South East Queensland but I do want to hone in now on Friday night's game Suncorp Stadium. The Reds, Ballymore, there are things going on there, good things too. We woke this morning to the news that Hunter Paisami has re-signed with Queensland Rugby and Australian Rugby, which is fantastic news there. And as I said, the Reds are brimming with confidence after going across the ditch and coming back with a W for the first time in 10 years. And a man who was there right in the grind, right in the middle of it, played for 73 minutes in that win over the Chiefs, is one of the big units. I am talking the lock. He stands, well, well over two metres and weighs, well, actually, he probably weighs about the same as me, but he's got about uh, 10 centimetres and then some on me. Angus Blythe, a very good morning to you. Um, you must be pumped. What a week it's been at Ballymore. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, that was a huge win for the club over there in New Zealand, uh, being the Chiefs, so this year undefeated. Um, and yeah, like you said, hadn't won in New Zealand in over 10 years. So it was a huge achievement. It was a great game to be a part of. And you know, it, it gives us a lot of confidence and momentum coming into the next few weeks. Mate, it was an absolute rip. He had to play right until the end. I think it went about f- uh, almost five minutes into, well, uh, uh, into extra time, I suppose, or waiting for that. I think, what did you have to defend? 25, 26 phases to, to, to hold on. And I know you can only play what's in front of you, 
But I'm glad you did a job on the Chiefs. They rested nine players, nine changes. That That's disrespectful, I believe, to, to you guys. So I reckon there would have been a part of you who just wanted to stick it up and show them. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, that, that does play a little bit, little part of it. Um, obviously, we were the underdogs going into that. And, you know, a lot of teams are the, are the underdogs going into the Chiefs this year. Um, so we just had the mindset that, you know, we got nothing to lose. We, we just put our best foot forward. We we play for however long the game goes for, 83 minutes or however long. Um, mm. And just, just take it through that one minute at a time, focus on winning that, that next phase or the next play, that whatever's in front of us. And then... Uh, yeah, at the end, like you said, defending for, for 25, 27 phases, um, we just continued to show up and just no one gave up, which is which was awesome. Mate, I want to get into Friday night in, in just a tick, but just on the resting players, um, it, it was a rule that I, when I read and scratched my head at, and I still do every time it gets brought up, and, it, and it's about Wallaby players, international players, uh, not being able to play more than five super rugby games in, in a row. Um, can can you take us through and, and try and make us understand why and where that management comes into, especially in a World Cup year? Yeah, look, uh, to be honest, I'm not that... Uh, uh, oh, I'm probably not the best person to ask. Um, I, I'm not fully over all the rules, but I guess, you know, being a World Cup year, you have a lot of the main players, the Wallabies in your team, they're, they're the best players in your team usually. So mm. they're the ones who are playing the big minutes, you know, Thing about um, Fraser McWright, for example, for our team, he's played every minute of every game this year. So, um, and you know that that takes a toll on the body, especially those tough games like, for example, against the Chiefs on the weekend. Like, they're, they're hard, grueling games. You know, physical. Um, so, I, I can understand the um, the, the want from from Rugby Australia to, to rest those players and, and to keep them fresh throughout the season. So, you know, they don't finish the season and just start breaking down in the end, you know, when when um, they're supposed to be ramping up for, for a World Cup uh, preparations window. As a player, do you want to keep playing, though? Do you, is there a, 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 is, is it being battle-hardened or do you need perhaps a, a week off just to refresh and, and fire up? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's a tough one. A lot of players are different. Like some guys... Um, would, would prefer to, to just continue playing and continue um, prepping week to week like usual and not go out of um, the regular routine. Um, some guys, you know, especially those guys in the, in the tight forward forward pack and that kind of thing, who are, you know, making 20-plus tackles a game and, um, and, you know, 10 plus carries, that sort of takes a toll on the body. So uh, uh, a rest week or coming off the bench for a week here and there throughout the season wouldn't be too bad. Um, we also had a, had a buy, you know, halfway through the season, but we do still trade through those bye weeks. Um, so it's not like a full rest week where you just kick a, kick your legs up, yeah. have a have a rest. Um, you you're, you're not are, going are to training. you're not going to Bali on your bye week, are you? No, 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 no one's going to Bali. We're still training, you know, for three or four days a week there, um, gym and field stuff. So. You know, from from a 15, 15 round season, um, there isn't that many um, chances t- to get a rest. Um, so I guess it comes down, like I said, just to, to play a preference, and, and every individual is different. Uh, Angus Blythe, my guest this morning from the Queensland Reds. He is the biggest unit at the Reds, their tallest squad member, plays in the position of lock, mate. I've got to ask you, Brad Thorne, uh, the, where he sits on the world stage of rugby, what he's done, and uh, playing in the same position as the coach, what's he done for your game? 
Oh, yeah, look, I've had Thorny as my, my coach, you know, for the last five years, my whole super rugby career, um, and I've, I've certainly learned a whole deal off him. Um, being in the same position, it, it's, it's immense the amount of knowledge that he has and making him pass down. So, you know, I like to say that I base sort of my game off him and the things that he's taught me because, uh, yeah, he's been my coach. So everything from, you know, mindset to technical things, um, execution and, uh, you know, physicality, everything is just, you know, based off him and stuff that he's taught me. So it's been great. And, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll be missed um, next year. I remember him saying once that his job as uh, a lock in the tight five, it really was only one job because you're the second person to the breakdown and your idea is just to smash the opposition number seven who's normally first at the breakdown. So that, that he said, was the basic part yeah. of his job. Get in there, eye off the opposition number seven and just whack them off the off the breakdown. Yeah, that's right. He has a saying, you know, it's, it's not personal, but it is personal. If you beat me there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck you. <laughs> Good stuff. Now, mate, you were a Southport boy. I went to, to TSS and, you know, obviously played um, it, it rugby there, but AFL was knocking on the door, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Coming out of school, I um, just had, you know, a few offers from, from rugby and, and AFL and that kind of thing. So I was, you know, looking at the, the Gold Coast Suns. They sort of showed a bit of interest in um, but. <laughs> it was funny because I've actually never played AFL at the time, so I didn't think that I would actually, you know, actually have an offer from them. But um, you know, it, it, it helped, and it was, you know, a genuine consideration as I was coming out of school and where I wanted to go in my career as a professional athlete. Wow. Okay. So, so how 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 close were you coming to make a decision, or when you actually sat down and, and nutted it out? It, it um, was it easy in the end? It. it it was and it wasn't, you know. I, I played rugby my whole life. Um, and, you know, the Suns, they were, you know, I obviously hadn't played AFL. Mm. So I was a, a bit confused. But um, they sort of said, you know, oh, look, if you don't have any actual bad habits with kicking, then we can teach you to kick really easily. Um, so how do, you, how, how do you go with the drop hunt? <laughs> I don't think I've practiced since. <laughs> 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 um, but but yeah, you know, like weighing up the options, um, I just had a look at you know their offers and um, probably would have gotten more money going to AFL, but I wouldn't have had the opportunity to travel the world and play overseas like I had so far. You know, for the under twenty world championships and and Super Rugby, travelling to Japan, South Africa, um, New Zealand. You know, I've uh, yeah got a got a few stamps in the old passport. Yeah. Uh, over the over the years, um, and yeah, I guess that's something that you know AFL and, and rugby league uh, can't offer players is that is that overseas travel and um, you know getting paid to travel around to play rugby in in uh, different uh, different corners of the globe. It's, it's pretty amazing. So uh, yeah, at the end, I decided to stick with rugby, and uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah, well done, Angus. It's a big call to make too. 205 centimetres. What are we, six foot nine on the old scale, 116 kegs, and you'll be throwing all of that body weight into the Blues Friday night at Suncorp. Uh, you sit seventh on the ladder, so five wins, six losses. It's a, it's a pivotal game, especially with a final still very much on the table. Yeah, definitely. The uh, the rest of the, the final series is certainly heading up, so we need to have a few good wins um, to sort of 
cement our position in in the top eight uh, coming into the the final rounds. Um, so it's a, it's a huge game, and, and the last three games for us are all huge games because mm. every point counts, and um, you know. Uh, all the different teams that are fighting for, for positions that sort of middle of the of the pack there. It's uh, it's pretty tight. So still anything can happen. So we need to take every game seriously and try to win every game from now on in. When are we likely to see the hitman back, Hunter Paisami? Yeah, I'm not sure on his rehab schedule. Uh, I've sort of seen that he's uh, re-signed today, which, yeah. which is awesome. Um, he's a uh, yeah, he's a great. He's a great player, uh, defensive weapon. Um, Ever been uh, hit by him at I, training? I think, <laughs> uh, luckily, I haven't. Um, he's sort of, yeah, he, I think he saves his best hit for uh, on the field, which is good, <laughs> which I like. So <laughs> I think um, sometimes when the training gets a bit heated or the boys are a bit frustrated and, and it gets a bit to, you know, full, full, full noise contact, uh, I try to avoid him a little bit. <laughs> he's yeah. He's a wrecking ball, that fella. Yeah, he's an absolute weapon. Well, mate, we we um we wish you the best. We'll be cheering you on Friday night uh, against the Blues at Suncorp Stadium. As I said, it's a, it's a packed card uh, at Suncorp. It's almost like magic round again. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in action, uh, and we uh, we will be eyeing off keenly to take down. See if you can take down your second Kiwi team uh, in a week, mate. Appreciate uh, your time this morning. No worries, man. Thanks for having me, mate. Here we go. Angus Bight from the Queensland Reds, their tallest player. He's brought up 50 caps against the Tars a couple of weeks ago in Townsville. So 25 years of age, uh, he is one of the emerging leaders to come out of uh, the Red squad. And as you've just heard, Brad Thorne has been his coach the whole way through. So what better mentor to learn off than Big Thorny? Uh, Vanessa's tapping her toe. She's looking at me. She's yeah, she's a bit cross, a bit angry uh, because I should have got to the news a few minutes ago. Having too much fun with Angus, though. But let's do that now, Ness. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, counting down to the final whistle time to bring it home. Cam Smith and Denon Kemp standing by with the captain's run. Cannot wait to get the Immortal and Waiting's take on the last 24 hours. Uh, your take, Ben Hunt, should the Broncos make a play for him? We know the Titans won't be, according to Mal Meninga. If you missed that chat, you can download the podcast. Do that. Jump on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever it may be. Uh, speaking of Titans... Feel the energy this NRL season as a Gold Coast Titans member. Visit their website, titans.com.au. Looking at the time, wow, midday already. And it's climbing up to 23 degrees. That's where they reckon it's going to top out today. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday from 9. Until then, good luck. Good hunting.